here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. What's up, good people? What's up, good people? In partnership with WYTV7 Christian Broadcast Network, this is When Men Open Up, a show where we are redefining manhood through transparency. My name is Dominique. And I'm Dexter. And we are back again. It's been about... It's been a couple weeks, man. Yeah. Two or three weeks. Well, first of all, uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year to you all. But yeah, our our last uh, show was uh, Christmas Eve. And, uh, yeah. and so here we are, uh, the first show of our second season. So, and uh, it seemed like it's been longer than that, man. <laughs> uh, I was I was preparing for this, and I was just thinking to myself, man, it's been a while, mm. and I I really do miss it. But uh, we we on a new season, yes, season two, and we have uh, an amazing series talks. I wish I had with my dad. Yeah, and let's let's get them like a quick brief background of how we came up with this because this ain't the first time we've been no, on this no so uh for those who have been following uh dominique and i for a period of time last year uh we had a discussion called conversations i wish i had with my dad and uh, this was actually before the shows uh when men open up officially launched but right. it was a very impactful show uh we were blessed to have uh, some very outstanding uh, distinguished gentlemen join us and, and really open up about, you know, particular conversations that, uh, you know, we wish we had with our fathers when we were younger, you know, right. uh, things that uh, as men that we've encountered uh, that we kind of wish we had the foresight, you know, to, to have those conversations when you're younger. And so it was kind of like a, uh, a hindsight 2020. Right. Me as an adult, you know, I wish my dad talked to me about this. And, uh, you know, I think the response to that particular show was very, uh, very impactful. And so when we started, when men open up, uh, Dominique and I have been really uh, discussing the necessity, you know, to revisit that that conversation. And so uh, this this will be a, a modified version of that, but it's going to be very uh, profound. Uh, one of the things that Dominique and I both recognize is that uh, for the, the the reality is, is that a lot of our viewing audience uh, doesn't have a relationship with their fathers. Uh, a lot of our viewing audience uh, has a relationship with their fathers, but uh, the, the emotional side of the father right. wasn't there. There was yeah. a physical father, physical presence, but an emotional absence. And so, uh, and coupled with our own experiences, you know, we just kind of are bringing those things together 
and really hoping to do a good job as far as this particular topic. Most definitely. So for the next few weeks, maybe even several weeks, we're yeah. going to be on the series talks I wish I would have had my dad. And there's so many different areas that we can go into Definitely. and tap into when it comes down to talks and, our con and the conversation that we wish we would have had and how it could have made an impact in our life and affected us. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that we wish we would have talked about when we was younger. Yeah. And it has played a, a role in a, in a, it has played a big role in our life. True. You know, True. and I think the important thing is since we didn't have those talks, we can start having those talks now so yeah. we can kind of break that cycle. So I know there's some, there's a lot of talks I didn't have with my dad, but those very talks I didn't had have, mm -hmm. my dad didn't have those talks either True. with his dad. True. So now I can say, you know, we're just going to continue to be a cycle mm -hmm. or this cycle stops with me. Definitely. You know, one, and, and I'm, I'm a father of two young sons. And, and one of the things in being a parent, I've learned to have a lot more compassion towards my father. Mm -hmm. and, and I really understood that uh, he he was working with what he knew. You That's know, it. he was working with the information that he had. And so he did the best job he could with the information that he had. Mm -hmm. And so now that I'm a father, uh, you know, I want to do the best that I can. And uh, one of the things that I've really understood that growing up with my father, we had some of these conversations, but they were super awkward. And I think the awkwardness of those conversations shortened it. And we didn't really go as deep as, as was necessary. And here's the thing. When you don't have the conversation, someone else is going to educate you. That's true. And so a lot of the education that I received on some of these subject matters, I received from the streets. I received from the wrong crowds. You know, mm -hmm. I received from people who were learning it uh, just as fast as I was learning it. So I got a lot of misinformation uh, because I did not have these uh, particular talks right. with somebody who was older and somebody who was more invested uh, in my future and that person being my father. So I'm excited about this and uh, I, I trust that this is going to be uh, quite prolific and yeah. quite transformational. And I really like what you brought up. I think in my younger 20s, that's one of the biggest things I really had to um, come in understanding with that, you know what? my dad didn't have his father yeah he really couldn't talk about a lot of these things because he, number one he didn't have the awareness sure um number two he just simply didn't know how nobody was there in his life when he was younger to e even take time out with him and say hey look this x y and z yeah you know and i think as men it's so important for us to have that understanding so we won't have that resentment we won't have that anger or even the disappointment um, with our fathers but we on a great series toss up which i would i had with my father or my dad and the topic the first topic is spitting game <laughs> spitting yeah. game and when it when it comes when it came to dating when it came mm -hmm. to women when i was in middle school high school when it came down to girls those conversations were slim to none with my dad yeah I didn't know where it started when it came down to talking to women, you know, red flags I had to look out, look out for. And just like you stated, since he didn't have those conversations, I just had those conversations with other folks. And I just always remember, I just glad that I had some type of 
you know, some level of wisdom just to understand, mm-hmm. like, look, what this man is saying to me don't feel right. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. What what they're saying to me don't feel right, whether it's from an uncle, whether it's from um, a, a, my dad's friend or whatever the case may be, the barbershop. Yeah. You know, you hear a lot uh, of different conversations in the barbershop. And it's, it's no wonder why a lot of women don't want to take their sons mm. to get a haircut. But that's another story. But it really affected me when it came down to dating. And I yeah. think um, when it came down to dating, I just didn't know, okay, what was the, what was the point? Okay, what was, what was the goal? You know, um, what are some things I need to be asking? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what, what are some things I need to be watching out for and so forth? And we only had that. My dad was just the type where, hey, son, you know, if, if you happy, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not like that. That don't really do too much yeah. for me. But that's really all he really, all he really know. So um, when when we had the birds and the bees conversation, mm-hmm. that's just what it was. It was just the birds and the bees. It wasn't no in depth conversation. Me and you had an episode about that. And after we had that conversation, you know, he had already knew that. Okay, I'm just gonna get him that box of condoms, and that was it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He had the he had the banana. Mm-hmm. He demonstrated <laughs> not, not the banana and, I, and, and the that was it. <laughs> and that was it, man. Uh, but I mean, and I appreciated it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I mean, it's I can be angry and upset and be like, you know what? He could have went more in depth in in different areas when it came out to women and, and mm-hmm. dating and, and, and developing a relationship and so forth, but he did it yeah you know what i'm saying and he was available to do it and i really appreciate that to him um from him but you know that's where the ball stopped <laughs> but listen y- y- y'all were doing a little better than, than my father and i and uh you know as, as we had that previous conversation you know i said hey look my dad's Asked me one question. He said, son, are you having sex? And and I lied and said, yeah, and came home and I found a box of condoms on, on my counter. And, you know, at that age, you know, I took that as an, an endorsement to go out there and, and really mm-hmm. uh, start becoming sexually active. Right. And the, uh, the irony is, is that uh, we never had the dating conversation mm-hmm. ever, you know, and so it was, hey, if you happy, I'm happy, you know, and so. Once again, you know, I learned a lot of stuff from some older uh, fellas in the neighborhood, you know, and uh, they didn't always steer me in the right direction. So thank God that I'm saved. <laughs> have lived a little bit. And, you know, I can I can talk about those experiences, you know, on the other side of it. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, oh, go ahead. No, what I was going to say, you know, uh, I, I think for those who are, you know, in those type of situations, you know, uh, it's necessary that we kind of start, you know, cluing them in on some things that will help in the art of spitting game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just talking about this makes me, I'm not going to lie, I think a goal for this week for me is just to ask them, you know. Yeah. Why, out of all these years, I, you never <laughs> brought <laughs> and all these years we never talked about dating you know yeah. when i when you heard that i was gonna go out, take someone out you mm-hmm. know did you, why you didn't ask okay what did y'all talk about or right. um you know what's what's so special about this that's person? real yeah. you know that's good. um you know what how do you know that this person is the one mm-hmm. you know um it, it can be any 
any question, just really going more in depth to where it's not just, well, that that's good, you know, just starting somewhere. Yeah. I think when you always start somewhere, it can lead to something else. Uh, once again, I'm not gonna beat him up because yeah. he's working with what he on um, what he knows. But I'm, it's it's gonna drive me to really just have that conversation with him. You know, hey, look, I was dating and we never had any conversations. You mm-hmm. know, when I brought somebody home, you didn't think, you know, mm-hmm. what's so <laughs> special about this person when I brought him home? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But I think the biggest thing for me that I thought would have made a huge difference, and I did a blog post on this. Is I think a lot of you know a lot of men are teaching boys that they have to impress women, mm-hmm. and I think this is really leading a lot of young boys and a lot of men um, the wrong way. True. I True. think you have a lot of men who who would say you know nice guys finish last, but at the end of the day, that's technically your fault because you allow what someone does to you mm-hmm. to an extent. And the thing is. This, this equal playing fields. I, I believe when, when your mindset is to impress someone, what's, what's really taking place is you're more focused on appealing to that person, yeah. basically a stranger, yes. appealing to a stranger that you don't even know um, has the personality that you prefer, um, is, is really living a life that, that you agree with mm-hmm. and so forth. The list goes on and on and on. And you're, and you're here women, complain that you know all he does you know these men in my inbox they're saying what they can do for me da 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 da, da but he was taught true there you go <laughs> you know he was taught that mm-hmm. i have to really showcase these things and really display these things to grab your attention unfortunately we're getting away from the connection piece true. you get what i'm saying and it's almost as if a lot of men are are having this understanding that women are more focused on what you can do mm-hmm. for me and not necessarily the connection. Not saying either the two are not important, mm-hmm. but the connection piece is very important as well. So this is really leading men in the wrong direction because your main, the only thing you really owe that person is your true self. True. You know, who you, that person should know who they're really dealing with, what type of person you are. And then that's supposed to really help you out going from there. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if there's any chemistry, there's, there's gonna be chemistry there. And that's another reason why after you get into that relationship, you know what? That brother don't do everything like he used to do. <laughs> well, he was doing that because yeah. the goal was to quote unquote, get you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to grab your attention. I'm going to do whatever it takes. If you're talking to someone else, I'm going to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. for you to see that I'm the one that's more worthy than the next person. Man, you said a, a lot. You said a lot of the stuff I wanted to say, man. So, but I mean, but that's all good. I mean, you know, we're we're indoctrinated at a very young age yeah. to to think that uh, our, our masculinity and who we are as men are tied to our ability to provide. Right. Um, that is a component of manhood, but it's not the totality of what being a man is. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, you know. Um, we're told that if you have stuff and you have the ability to flaunt stuff, mm-hmm. materials that, you know, that's how you get the girls. And, uh, you know, the sad narrative is, is that once again, we're not making the real connection when we're solely hiding behind our ability to purchase right. things. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a conversation with my, my brother, um, a couple of weeks ago 
And, uh, you know, I have some very beautiful nieces and uh, my nieces are coming to that age in life where, you know, they, they are looking at boys and I was, I'm going to have to start playing the, the crazy uncle role here pretty soon. How y'all got to do that? <laughs> but, uh, but he said that, uh, he, you know, his uh, my niece had asked him, you know, because she have a boyfriend. Mm. And uh, he, he asked a very interesting question. And I think this is a great question. He said, why do you want a boyfriend? And, uh, you know, I'll leave the her response, you know, between those two. But the reality is, is that we as men... We're, we're, we know to pursue, but we don't always know why we're pursuing. Mm. Uh, you know, when it, when it comes to, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about when I was a young man and, you know, truth be told, you know, I, I, I didn't really per se want a girlfriend because, you know, I, for what, you know, mm. you know, I, I didn't want to, I, I felt like I was going to be tied down and holding right. hands. And I mean, there were seasons where I would have a girlfriend. There were seasons that I didn't. You know, and I was a really awkward guy, but uh, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, we have to be able to ask ourselves, what is it that we really want? You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about spitting game and, and, and I'm assimilating this to the fact that uh, we we don't always know the totality of the pursuit. Right. You know, when when my father gave me the box of condoms, what he was saying is, is that it's OK to go out and have sex. But once again, so my, my focus became, I'm chasing her to have sex, not to make the connection. And we have to get to the point where, you know, it's necessary where we ask ourselves, what are we pursuing this for? Yeah. And that's a question that needs to be asked on both sides, the pursuer and the one who's being pursued. And I think in doing that, what will happen is we'll have better relationships. What we'll have is we'll have relationships that are really grounded in people wanting to get to know each other without the anticipation of there just being a sexual act on the other side. Most definitely. I mean, you, you said you said a bunch there, man. And I think to even add to that is really defining, getting the habit of really defining these things, you know. Yeah when you are when you're stating that you want a relationship what type of relationship are you referring to yeah what does that entail mm-hmm. you know uh, when you say you love someone what what does that actually mean you know um when you when i remember men used to always say you know you got to treat women right mm-hmm. but i think we have to really go further with that what Definitely. does that mean i mean we have to really get in the habit of really defining everything mm-hmm. to really develop or gain some level of understanding, yeah. especially when we're t- talking to boys. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's give some examples. You get what I'm saying? Because I just watched a video and it, I seen all these guys. Um, they was at this gas station, and it was a joke that you know women just hate going to a gas station when there's a whole bunch of men there because they just know that mm-hmm. all the men are just gonna go after, and they just don't got time for all that. Yeah. And all these men were really just aggressively pursuing her at the point where they was really making her feel uncomfortable. And we have to really, you know, have this conversation with 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 our with our young boy that, you know, that's not pursuing. You you get what I'm saying? I mean, when it when it comes down to um to a woman very really feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
to a point where they don't want to stop to a gas station and get some gas, that's problematic. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because now it's even though you're pursuing her, it's only really about you. Mm -hmm. Her thoughts, her feelings, her emotions at that at that very time does not even matter. Yeah. If it did, you'll probably take time out to understand, okay, this is probably not the best time or you know what this person is is in a rush or whatever the case may be you're giving you're giving her perspective her mm -hmm. thought some level of value and i think because of how we were raised is we have this we we mix this level of control in 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 masculinity you get what i'm saying I do. and as soon every time we mix control into something that's when we're going to have problems you get what I'm saying? And that's 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 so problematic that only our values, only our mindset, only our attitude is what's relevant. And, I mean, and what you're speaking to, once again, is a cultural thing, mm -hmm. you know, a societal thing where we're indoctrinated once mm -hmm. again to to view uh, women in a certain light in a certain manner that, you know, uh, well, you you should you should like all of this attention that you're getting. You know, th this this means that I find you attractive, and once again, there's a breakdown in the ability to make a real connection, because once again, you know, catcalling or whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're you're doing this for the sake of what? You know, is it necessary right. if it's you're really necessary. trying to build a a, a, a valued relationship? You know, your whole approach would be totally different than just doing that, you know. And so uh, it, it's just, you know, we just got to do a better job, you know, as far as once again, uh, raising uh, mm -hmm. our, our young men and, and having these conversations, you know. And, and once again, listen, uh, I was that guy, you know, a, a long time ago, you know, that uh, it was the norm, you know, it, it was just... Uh, the accepted norm but they didn't make it right and so it took somebody you know with uh, some wisdom some age and experience to say hey you know there's a different way about doing it you know and, and the, the funny thing about it was is that you know i used to go to the club all the time mm -hmm. and uh you know I, I can only imagine but uh you're probably using the same pickup line like you know if you think about it like you got this young lady who's heard the same line like from 20 different people you know? and so there's no originality you know and and, and what it is it's a societal thing you it know is, and so you know we definitely have to uh get to the point where you know we, we we challenge the norm just because it's the norm does not mean it's right and so uh we have a a great responsibility and really training up our, our our youth in the direction that they should go yeah you know i was thinking about uh you know even the conversation you said that w when you would bring a, a young lady to the house and, and your dad never asked you well, okay what did you see in her or what did y'all talk about you know that's a great question mm -hmm. you know because one of the questions that I think I would have liked to have had with my father one of the questions that I would hope he would ask me because it would have put me in the right context was, you know, what do you have to offer in a relationship? Mm. My first thought would have been, well, I got money, I got a job or whatever. But, you know, beyond the extent of that, you know, what are 
how are you going to benefit this person? Right. Like, what do you really have to contribute outside of the context of money? What if she makes more money than you do? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, how are you measuring yourself up? If money was the first thing that you said you can offer and she makes more money than you, then what do you have to offer her? Right. You know, and I would probably have been scratching my head, you know, and, and so that's something that we have to get to the point. Once again, when you're having real relationships, what do you have to offer in that relationship? And it has to go beyond the extent of just materials. Yeah. And I, I want to go into some of the things. Um, and those of you that's enjoying the podcast, uh, please uh, share the video. Uh, I, I want to go into some other things that we should be teaching young men. And we already hit on it a few times but i think a, a big thing is is just learning how to be vulnerable to um to women mm -hmm. and how how impactful that is to women because that's really what they are trying to get into in the first place yeah. they're really trying to you know get into that school they're really trying to see mm -hmm. what exactly are we feeling why do we feel that way and i mean to be quite honest i mean when it come down to spitting game um, quote unquote, you mm -hmm. know, at the end of the day, it's how much, how much time and how much effort are you going to go into really understanding who that person is? Yeah. You know, how, how often are you going to actually care? Mm -hmm. You know, how often, you know, are you going to take time out to really see what their interests are, mm -hmm. what their desires are, why they have those desires and so forth? I think at the end of the day, it's really teaching them how to understand the person in front of you. Exactly. It's just that. I mean, it's really just, it's, I mean, when we talk about quote unquote spitting game, it's all about social skills. Mm. And a lot of us don't have the social skills because mm. we don't know how to be vulnerable. We don't know how to ask the, the right questions. Exactly. We don't know what exactly we're trying to search for, why that is important. And if we really just teach them how to ask certain questions, how to get people to really dig within themselves mm -hmm. that made people think wow you, you you got me thinking about that mm -hmm. i ain't never thought about you know i ain't never thought about that you know what oh okay now and so forth and so forth and i think that's very very impactful we can really teach them that what the very thing you think is going to shy them away yeah. is the very thing that they're actually interested in and that's that vulnerability Man, brother, that's that's a hard one because uh, it really, you, you I'm know, not denying that. It's, it's hard because uh, you're you're exposing yourself to somebody that you don't know, uh, and 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 you're not just on the surface. You know, right. you're, you're not. It's not a superficial conversation, but it's real dialogue. But once again, that speaks to the pursuit of having real relationships exactly you know even if you think about the connotation of spitting game what is the end result of the game you know how, how can you measure if you've won the game you know mm -hmm. and so you know if, if the aim is to have a real relationship with somebody then vulnerability is necessary mm -hmm. you know i was thinking that you know sometimes people find uh validation in relationships yeah and, and sadly, a lot of times people compromise their integrity in their character for the sake of maintaining a relationship. Mm -hmm. But once again, it's because the relationship was built on a flawed pretense. And so you never have the chance to be vulnerable and really get to know that real person. Definitely. And, and that, I hope, is the pursuit of, you know, relationships when you can really get to the point and mm -hmm. say, hey, look, this is who I am. 
Uh, this is what I have to offer. You can take it or leave it. Take me, accept me as I am, and I'm going to do the same for you. Mm-hmm. And and to add on to that too, I wish he would have said, you know what? Before you try to get with anybody, you got to understand yourself. Hey, man, factuals. You get yeah, what I'm saying? I, I mean, really, really have a sense of identity, self awareness of yourself, um, your your emotions. Mm-hmm why you think the way you think, why you feel mm-hmm. the way you feel, the list goes on and on and on because that in turn is going to affect how you communicate with other people. True. You get True. what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. a lot of things that we didn't, a lot of classes and mm-hmm. training that we didn't been involved in. And ironically, a lot of those exercises that we have went through, mm-hmm. it's about learning about yourself. True. You know, how, how can we really help someone if we lack so much misunderstanding within ourselves? Yeah. And that is a that is a a, a a relevant question to ask. I mean, we have to understand who who we are, and I think that would have really forced me to to sit my behind down. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Before I even tried to reach any type of level with anyone else, mm-hmm. and really just say, "All right, Dominic, you got to really understand who you are." Man, that's good. You know, another thing I think I wish I would have had uh, in a conversation was you have to have the ability to articulate your expectations. Yes. And I think a lot of times in relationships, we make assumptions that we never verbalize and we penalize the person and they don't even know we're holding them to that standard. Exactly. And so, you know, and, and, and you're setting yourself up for a relationship disaster because you're always uh, subjecting this person to a judgment that they don't even know uh, exists. Right. And so, uh, you know, that's one of the things I really wish that in in dialoguing with my father that he said, look, you know, you have to bring everything to the table, be willing and open to to have this conversation with this person Mm -hmm. and see how they feel about it. Right. You know, there's been so much stuff that I just hope that people would catch by osmosis that they, they never caught. Most definitely. And I was at fault because I never said how it made me feel. And so, but, but I was trying to hide behind an exterior that said, well, I'm okay. I can handle it. I'm tough. But the reality is, is that if you're in a relationship, it's a partnership and and y'all are doing it together. So why be silent about the stuff that you need in that relationship? Yeah. And, and some people will go even further to say, you know, expectations are a bad thing. Mm. I mean, we all have expectations. It's just like what Dex just got done saying it's when we don't verbalize them, yeah. you know, it's, it's having the expectations and expecting that person to have an understanding of your expectations mm-hmm. without even verbalizing it. And, uh, and that does cause a lot of confusion, a lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of frustration and so forth. Um, and man, and another thing, man, is, is, is identifying how that person handles conflict. I think that's and, and how I handle conflict. Yeah. And we can't go too much further for the second time, <laughs> but that's one of the things I had. Yeah. I, I really learned that how you and that person handle conflict is so mm-hmm. important regarding your anger, your frustration, your communication. Why? Why does the conflict even mm-hmm. occur? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because sometimes we, we, we're in conflict and it shouldn't even be a conflict. It's just a misunderstanding. And mm-hmm. if you don't know how to really handle conflict, mm-hmm. you got to get to the bottom of, uh, of a lot of things on why you just seem to always get into some level of conflict. Why there's always a misunderstanding? Why you're not asking certain questions? 
Why are you going there with certain people? Why are you not able to identify identifying certain behaviors to let you know, you know what, this may not go in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because there are some people where, you know what, you just can't go that in depth with. Mm -hmm. They're just stuck in their ways and you just got to understand, okay, should I keep it going or should I go the other way? But conflict resolution is so important in relationships. Man, and I know we ran out of time, so I just want to throw this this, this sure, freebie yeah. out here real quick. Uh, another thing that I wish I, I knew back then was that there is a difference between dating and courting. And uh, <laughs> two different things, uh, and you know, uh, and it's okay to, uh, it's okay to be, be exclusive. Yes. And it's okay to have the conversation and say, look, we're, I'm seeing other people because I'm looking at you as a friend. Like it's almost like people respect that, yeah. but but it's a scary conversation. It is, you know. It and is. so you find yourself stuck in a relationship that you don't want to be in, trying to create arguments, and it wasn't even that serious. Just say, right. hey, look, I think we're better off as friends. But then also, you know, but because you're dating doesn't necessarily mean that it's leading to the to the to being married either. Mm -hmm. You know, once again, that's courtship. That's the identification of the thing. So, you know, it's it's okay to have friends. You know, and, and I say that from the standpoint of, you know, when I was dating in, in high school and stuff, like I couldn't have any female friends. It was it was weird. Like my interaction had to be, you know, at a minimum. But the reality is, is that <laughs> I I didn't know we didn't have these conversations. So it was just it was just awkward. But the reality is, is that. Uh, <laughs> You know, enjoy, but but have you have an understanding of what the relationship is. Yeah. Have an understanding of what you're pursuing. Once again, if you're spitting game, what is the end result of it? What is the actual game that you call yourself playing? And so I'm, I will always be an advocate of real relationships. You know, not hiding behind uh, the facade of anything. You know, listen, if you work at Subway and you make seven twenty five, man, be the best sandwich maker and tell it, look, you know, I'm gonna take you over here, I'm gonna hook you up this BLT and be happy with your mm -hmm. ability to do so. Uh man, I could go so uh, I can go so many places. I, I just wanna say one more thing. Go ahead, man. Uh I, I love my wife. I, I thank God for you probably heard this story. Listen, my my wife is a trooper and, and when I met my wife I had the big truck big rims big tv and like two dollars in my bank account because i was trying to hide behind materials mm. and stuff but uh but she helped me to to open up you know what i'm saying and to become vulnerable and i appreciate that you know uh, i was somebody who had dreams and, and she stuck with me as i was working those things out but the reality was is that even in in meeting my wife as a, a young adult, uh, I was still hiding behind the mindset that the way to a woman's heart was to appeal to her, right. her senses from the standpoint of me providing these materials. Mm -hmm. But it was in the true deeper connection that we really found out that, you know, we're in this together. And so uh, I just want to say that, you know, as you make those real connections, you'll be surprised that what really blossoms from your ability to be transparent and be vulnerable with people most definitely man why you keep on going i know i'm done i'm done 
we got to we got to end off, y'all. <laughs> we got to end. We got to end. And I'll just end on this note. Um, for the guys, whether you have um, sons or not, you know, take time out to meditate and think about those conversations you wish you had. And just make a commitment to yourself and to your to your kids and future kids that you're going to have those conversations because the cycle got to stop somewhere. Definitely. You know, the conversations I didn't I didn't have were the same conversations uh, my dad didn't have with his father as well. So it, and it stops with me. So I'm going to make an effort to even have even though I'm grown and I'm and I'm married, I'm still going to have those um, those those conversations with him. And I'm going to make sure I have those conversations with my, my kids as well. But this is when men open up a show of re, we are redefining manhood through transparency if you have any questions any feedback you can email us inboxes when men open up at gmail.com any events coming up any conferences programs you want us to participate in you can email us inboxes and we'll get to that and we'll see how we can participate and help you all out Go ahead, and, and one thing and while we're doing the subject of uh, conversations I wish I had with my dad if there's a particular topic that you would like for us to address uh, feel free to uh, make a comment on this video feel free to inbox us once again at whenmenopenup at gmail.com but that is the show if you loved it share it this is when men open up a show where we are redefining manhood through transparency my name is Dominique and I'm Dexter and we are out thank you so much Save on glasses for classes at iMart Express. For a limited time, get two pairs of glasses with KidSafe polycarbonate lenses and a free frame warranty for just $79, a $200 value. And with a lens lab in every store, over 90% of glasses are made the same day. You'll also find a great selection of kids' frames to choose from. But hurry, two pairs with polycarbonate lenses for $79 and soon. Get the best back-to-school savings at iMart Express. Right glasses, right price, right now. Find your store at iMartExpress.com. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and the time has come for you and your friends to have some fun. MyBookie.net is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, basketball, college, and all your favorite sports events. You can take a side, total, or try their in-game live action. Go to MyBookie.net to open an account and use promo code CHAMPION to be entered into our amazing prize pool. That's MyBookie.net promo code CHAMPION. Get in on the action today. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.